0: Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. Do you want, uh, are you drinking?
1: I'm, I'm off the wagon. Okay. Well, then so uh, I might as well lean into sure. it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: I bought you, uh, these, uh, sides, like, oh. I don't know, like, in 2019. Yeah. So. Score. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Um, first podcast in a long time. First podcast. Really in a long, long time. time. Either, Weekend. either show. It's been a real while. Oh. And you know, the world is different.
1: <laughs> well, I can't wait to jump into it. Because okay. It's like Thanks. so fucking
0: crazy. I know. This is difficult. the last
1: uh, time. What, what was the last podcast we did?
0: Uh, I don't know. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say something we ridiculous, too. I think it was Seinfeld. Something and, like, important, or in probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: So, yeah, those travel people are.
0: <laughs> That's where you want to start? Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. How about those travel
1: people? <laughs> well, those people abroad. So, it's been how long since we've done a podcast?
0: Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with sweets and Slaney. I mean, only Three two weeks. Week, only two weeks. Two but, weeks. But you know, like a life cycle. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: within a year, we had a year's worth of insane. Um, I don't want to
0: say highlights, but like news. Oh no! This week has been the fucking craziest week ever. Yeah, I can't. I honestly, I don't even know how to describe it. And everybody is in the same boat, I guess. Yeah. Full disclosure: This is my fifth drink today oh nice look yeah. at you go yeah so if uh, if I lose my train of thought at any point hey. that's what happened it's a Saturday we oh, don't normally we don't normally do a weekend podcast um, except we hadn't done one in a while mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know nothing's routine why stick to a routine there you go throw it <laughs> off
1: uh, WFH
0: that's right I love how that's becoming a thing w- what's WFH work from home oh or okay working from home I have the power to work from home look at what we're yeah. doing right now yeah hey but I'm going to be the one, I'm going to be the last of the Mohicans going, <laughs> going driving, into, the driving sea, yeah. into work after World War Z happens, after The Stand happens, now after here, Love in the Time of Cholera <laughs> happens. I'll be driving across the circumferential highway to do my little afternoon radio show. Now, could you ever say that, hey,
1: I can work from home with the gear I have? Could that ever be a conversation?
0: I don't know if there's some kind of like liability reason why yeah. we can't do that. Yeah, it might be. No, there's more to it than that. That would require extra manpower, right? Some kind of person to to man the other side. Yeah, I hear you. But that would be nice. That would be nice. That, <laughs> that would, would be. be very nice. That would be very cool. Um.
1: So yes, for those, uh, for posterity's sake.
0: Yeah. Two weeks ago. The others have landed. We yeah. We
1: finished <laughs> a podcast. Yeah. And within that two-week period. A virus called COVID nineteen, uh, absolutely erupted, which we were, we probably spoke about a couple
0: times. Coronavirus. Well, I don't know. Have we have we ever? Because obviously, it's been in our uh, vernacular for most of twenty twenty. But have yep. we ever like just landed upon the conversation of coronavirus on I've, this podcast? I feel like it just came up, but uh, maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe it did not i don't know i'm like i've been i i have had nothing to say about coronavirus other than that i'm aware that it's kind of happening yeah until this week yeah yeah That that's the thing like
1: this is why pandemics are scary because you go <laughs> this is why <laughs> pan because... pan which literally means the devil no, in latin really <laughs> um because this is for for the first time we've seen all these you know we've Gone through SARS and mm-hmm. swine flu and avian flu yeah. and um, all of these things, but this one is the one
0: that has hit. Well, I think I think that something you and I couldn't possibly remember, but might be most comparable in terms of panic although not at all in terms of medicine uh is the aids crisis where mm. there wasn't enough information for people to know not to decide that they were for sure going to die right uh, and this is not at all the same because we have all kinds of information and yet we're panicking anyway right and not necessarily because we think we're going to die but because want to make we want to make sure that we can shit between super smash brothers rounds right
1: yeah yeah it's uh,
0: i'm not sure i followed that last part but I just mean this toilet paper. Oh yes, and we right. might be quarantined yeah. at home for a long yes. time. Yes, okay, I got gotcha. Yeah, I'm
1: picking up what you're putting down, and that's toilet paper.
0: We got some toilet paper today, did you?
1: Yeah, yeah, we got some. I mean, it's. I think if everyone just keeps going at a normal rate, the one thing I understand is, and I'm serious when I say I'm taking this like, like this is. I don't find anything funny about coronavirus. I oh I do yeah I. I'm actually like playing it real safe. Yeah. I'm not going I'm not, like I'm not going to the gym. I went to the restaurant on like Thursday night and I felt weird about it.
0: Really? I was and just I in a bar all anymore. afternoon. Really? Which bar were you at? What were you doing? I was at Battery Park with my friend and oh, it was nice. packed by the way. Wow. Yeah, it was totally Sweet. packed. I mean like I <laughs> I I am not going to trivialize the fact that it's very serious for some people. Mm. And I'm also not, I'm not going to not take it seriously. Mm. Of course I am. And, and, and I, a lot of credit to, to Becky, who has done a lot of work to make sure that we're ready in this household. Nice. I understand what's going on, Mm. but it is, it's just sociologically fascinating what we're going through right now. Is it not like, is it not? Oh yeah. And I, and I understand that this is kind of a loaded word and I don't mean to be uh, I, I don't mean to be trivial or um, reductive, but is this not a little exciting in the way a blizzard is kind of exciting?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe scary in the way a blizzard's scary, but blizzards uh, aren't really scary. No, you've never been scared of a blizzard. No, that's true. It is scary. No, I'm not excited in that way. I, I, I would like it to get back to normal. Oh, okay. I, I don't, I don't find that much novelty in this that's
0: funny because it is a novel virus and i know (laughs) and well every time i hear that i'm like it is very novel isn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's just raining books and toys
1: from this guy that's right um but uh i yeah i kind of i i'd rather it slow down than like us not be able to get groceries and but
0: as of now the time of recording this podcast on saturday afternoon there are no confirmed cases uh in nova scotia yeah which is remarkable because we were saying that on wednesday or thursday and then it was remarkable right we're like wow because i mean it was in new brunswick three or four days ago we now know it's in pei well it
1: got to pei there it very well could be in it could be in nova scotia but we just don't know it yet oh like, look it's you know, it has like, to be in nova scotia i like mean how could it and and we just the other day had a an event that i was at at the Scotiabank Center that had thousands of people right, there right. that traveled from all over Canada to be there.
0: I don't know what the metrics are, but I have to imagine that we're a little bit more attuned to. And, and this this sounds like self-congratulations. I don't mean for it to, but I just have to imagine we're a little bit more attuned to the current events than maybe the average bear. And, and there are, of course... For every person who has read too much about coronavirus there are people who have not read nearly enough Mm -hmm. and for sure there are people who have the flu and don't realize they have the coronavirus they have COVID 19. and so i think for every two people who have tested positive there have to be 10 people who have it and don't realize they have it i'm sure that's happening and so if we don't have a confirmed case yet Mm -hmm. and it's gonna happen before the end of the weekend i'm sure Mm -hmm. there has to be some people in this province you want me to get rid of the cat no, that's fine. Okay, there have to be some people in this province who have it and don't realize, and there might be some people in this province who have already had it because I mean it's it's been around for how long already?
1: Yeah. Well, and and flights are continually coming in, and
0: yes, you know, like <laughs> well, except for that, that's really starting to 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 be reduced at this point. Like yeah. one of the reasons we can we can take some solace in the fact that it's, it's spreading so um, slowly here mm-hmm. is the fact that the rest of the country and the rest of the world at large has decided, Oh, by the way, we need to take this seriously. And people mm-hmm. in fact are
1: but like, at, at the suddenly same we time, have unity at the same time. Six days ago, someone on the street team came back from Europe. Mm. And the only question that was on the screen when they went through customs was, have you been in China in the last
0: 14 days? Wow. And he was like, no one stopped me. No one, they didn't even ask about Italy isn't it amazing that suddenly the TSA is allowing you to have a certain amount of Purell and like all, all, oh, of, yeah. all of a sudden these laws that have always been in place for apparently reasons of safety yeah. are suddenly now being waived during this peculiar time. And that in and of itself is identifying those laws as trivial and unnecessary mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. Like if it didn't matter now, it doesn't matter then. Like, well, it,
1: I think it got to, they could have re- like, like, turned those over at any point those rules about small amounts of liquid sure but why would you it's not hurting anyone to cut back that much otherwise just getting them to check
0: it i don't know goodwill yeah suppose (laughs) suddenly (laughs) you know what you know what sure take take a toothpaste (laughs) you guys have really impressed us in the last six years (laughs) you've been very good so we're gonna let you bring your hairspray
1: (laughs) it was 19 years since the last major attack so
0: (laughs) to honor that weirdest week ever it's just it's just and i don't even know how to describe it and and nobody does because this is one of a kind it's it's brand new it truly
1: is we um the only people might be the people that lived through the spanish plague the spanish was like a hundred years ago (laughs) it was literally 102 years ago 1918 yeah so those people don't remember did you end up reading the malcolm gladwell piece that he did on it uh that they were talking about uh With Bill Simmons? I
0: just listened to him on Simmons. Okay. Yeah.
1: He talked about this article that he wrote in 1997 about the Spanish flu. Okay. And... Anyways, Bill Simmons posted that up on Twitter, which I checked after he told me his Twitter was getting a little crazy. Which it I kind thought, of is. Yes, it is. It's it's just uncharacteristic of Bill Simmons. Well, he's he goes by Conspiracy Bill sometimes. Sure, he he like hangs out on the Reddit conspiracy pages. Like he's like
0: deep into. He never ever addresses the low hanging fruit that is American politics, though, and partly that might be because. You know, some of his sports loving contingency are mm-hmm. red ball hat wearers. Well, well he sometimes all- does like he he identifies as a Democrat and he's talked about that with sure. Jacko. I mean, so. he's buddies with Jimmy Kimmel. There yeah. there are certain things that are implicit. And, and, and just the fact that he's like Hollywood Bill Simmons now, that's very clear. Right. Yeah. But I think he toes the line professionally speaking and strategically. So mm-hmm. this week, all of that went away. Right. And he very clearly drew party lines and he tweeted directly at the president. I thought it was cool. Did he? Oh, yeah. What did he say to at real Donald Trump? At real Donald Trump, you could fix this in five seconds. Oh, wow. All kinds of stuff. And of course, that gets Shay Serrano like real excited because Shay Serrano very openly hates Donald Trump and he's part of that Ringer family, uh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, now, I, have you followed any of the Ringer conspiracy stuff
1: since uh, that sold to Spotify? No. And the whole union being pissed off and there was a, uh, a famous couple reddit posts over the last week or so from a guy called ones not eyes and it's supposed to be jim cunningham is one of the producers and he goes by the handle sometimes like jim cunningham but the the eyes are ones okay so the reddit handle is ones not eyes so people are saying oh that must be jim cunningham and he's like tweeted like no this isn't me i'm not saying this stuff and this person's saying, I work at the ringer. Here's what's happening. Oh. Everyone hates Bill right now, or everyone hates House because he's not actually like, doesn't do anything. People are pissed because Kyle, because Ryan Rossillo has a huge contract and like all these other people work super hard. Do you believe it? I don't know. Maybe there's parts of it. Doesn't but, sound right to but me. But there's a whole Bill Simmons uh, Reddit page, and you got to go. Gotta go through it a little bit. Okay. It's it's actually an entertaining
0: read. Bill Simmons has really created a similar culture to his entire network that like Stern created in the nineties. Yeah. And it's a little bit more um academic, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a little bit more literate and all of them are like cool guys. Yeah. But still, like there's this whole reality show uh subcast to yeah. The Ringer that you kind of feel strongly about as a as a consumer of their content. Yeah,
1: and and it works um, on multiple levels like you know it works especially well for me someone who's really into sports but also into pop culture right. and, uh, and it works for you someone who's not into sports right. but really into pop culture like you can you can kind of pick and choose from the ringers catalog
0: well it really speaks to the the breadth of the ringers reach that i care so little about sports as i do and yeah. i still really deeply care about the ringer and i have like feelings about their family yeah Yeah, exactly. So when the whole union stuff was going
1: down, I was like checking people's Twitter pages because some of the people, and part of this uh, post was Simmons was livid about the unionization thing. He basically wanted to get rid of the ringer as soon as he could. That's why he sold Spotify. He didn't make as much money as like it sounded like that he made off
0: it and yada, yada yada. I don't know. It still feels like Bill Simmons gets to do what he wants. Yeah. Like oh they, totally. They did a rewatchables about um, and when contagion he, the other day. When he doesn't get to do what he wants, he
1: gets fired and like starts it, calling people out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'm not I don't know. I, I
1: think it's fine. I think it's fine too. But it's still just kind of like a, a little entertaining
0: snippet of possibilities. A fun little conspiracy to follow. Because yeah. there aren't enough conspiracies right now. Well, that's true too. Do you it's, think the president has coronavirus? NSA. Do you think that Donald Trump has it? No. Have you seen him trying to pronounce the word cargo? No. He loses his breath in the middle of a two-syllable No word. way. Yeah. I mean, he's hobnobbing with the friggin' prime minister of Brazil who might have it and all kinds of other people.
1: Wow. I, I didn't... I've, and he would I've never say.
0: He would, if, he was, if he was diagnosed with it, of course, the, we would never know. No.
1: And he would get, the obviously, the best treatment, so there would never be any issue. I mean, I Even guess. Even if he is 70.
0: I, I, he'd get the treatment from the doctors who wouldn't say anything to the press. Right. But he's also a germaphobe. And yet disgusting. He's a, such a weird hodgepodge of <laughs> conflicting things. Yeah, you could probably find a fi- uh,
1: gif of him, like, licking his fingers and shaking someone's hand. And then yes. also, at the same time, like, using a ton of uh, antibacterial stuff.
0: Right. Actually, I don't know why I believe that he's uh, um, a germaphobe. I've heard that said, but mm. I don't have any evidence for that.
1: How about this? Um this is... I have so many thoughts going through my head because yeah. I've just been like Don't thinking we all. nonstop.
0: Right. Uh, okay, first of
1: all, no sports on at all. None. This affects my life. Sure. This is hard. Yep. But we do have a lot of streaming. Yep. Uh, so a couple thoughts. Sad that sports aren't happening. Yep. I've actually been watching some like reruns of stuff that's just on TV, like the Players' Championship from last year. I think I like just had on in the background
0: while I was doing stuff around the house. And by the way, this is not just like major league stuff uh March Madness is over. Every single thing is for sure over. the Olympics are gonna be over, right? So on
1: Sports Center today there was a ticker down bottom while I was watching UFC that had no crowd. Uh there was a ticker down bottom that said Tokyo um rejects idea of canceling Olympics. Okay. So Japan is still very much no. Well they can the host
0: Olympics. whatever they want, but they're gonna need the <laughs> rest
1: of the world. Well that's the thing. Cause Canada has like postponed all qualification yeah. events do they like, think it's going to be a regular olympics yeah honestly could you move it a year or does
0: world cup happen next year because uh, that would be a fuck fest. you could do both but i mean it would be such a such a hit to the tokyo economy to the japan economy right if they just had to like take a bath on the cost of of having developed all this infrastructure to host the olympics and then they just don't get to utilize it true So, yes, that's that's kind of the the nice thing about the Olympics not having every year. They could probably double up.
1: Oh, yeah. They just go. No, they couldn't say wait another four years. No,
0: no, no. Just do it. No, because that's already booked somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. But they could maybe do the Japan Olympics next year and then immediately do the Winter Olympics the following year and stay back on schedule. Yeah.
1: Boston Marathon has been rescheduled to September. Yep. Um, Masters has been postponed for now, which is supposed to happen in April. Right. Which is. From everything I've heard, April's kind of supposed to be, like, where everything hits a real peak. Right. Uh, quick aside. A friend sent a text last night that was a book from a psychic that a psychic made, I don't know how many years ago. <laughs> and it said, <laughs> and one part in this says, in 2020, there's going to be a virus that that, like, is pandemic portion, kills
0: millions, and then goes away as fast as it came. Are you familiar with the Dean Koontz book? No. So Dean Koontz is like Stephen King's greatest rival. Yeah. He's like a, a horror novelist, yeah. like a paperback writer who um who wrote a book maybe 10 years ago about a virus called uh the Wuhan virus which in 2020 wipes out like 10% of the human population. Oh my god. It's horrifying. The it's la- called the Wuhan virus. That well and and the other thing about the
1: um about the article from Malcolm Gladwell, which was written in 1997, there was a strain of virus that they were talking about then that was like 07 slash Wuhan. Yeah. And he said five years ago, Wuhan was really popular for... It. And it's because a lot of these um, viruses come from like waterfowl and, and um, uh, farm animals and stuff and, and the cross-contamination between like, you know, the the droppings. And the so if they're cooking with
0: those and one thing...
1: Doesn't right. get cooked enough, and then one person gets sick, and then passes that. And they're
0: so overpopulated, and their hygiene is is poor. Yeah, but potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to the hygiene, but like as far as, I just yeah, mean their communal they're, hygiene. Like they're sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. So multiple things. Crazy. Were,
0: I mean, I don't I haven't heard anything about this yet. I think they probably decisively not commented on it, but for sure the SNL season is over, right? I was, yeah. <laughs>
1: I was really wondering about that. I, I thought it could go two ways. That it could be over or they could go, you know what? Let's uh, fucking put on a show tonight. Let's, let's see how good we are. Let's do a primetime show <laughs> about the
0: coronavirus. It so we're going to cover it like like CNN, but like basically do a weekend update kind of special weekend update is one thing. And and, I mean, this is as good a time as any to talk about the late night shows, which New York shows were initially planning to go audience free next week. Mm -hmm. Instead on like on a dime, they decided we're going to go audience free tonight. This was Thursday and they've, uh, as of now suspended their shows for next week, they're not going to bother doing them at all. And I don't Col- know if you-
1: Colbert as well.
0: Col- so the New York shows. So, so Fallon and Myers and Colbert are yeah. not doing shows next week. Okay. LA shows are still happening. So Kimmel's happening. Corden's happening. And David Spade is happening. Okay. Uh, Bill Maher, I think is still happening. He did a show last night, but without crowds. Okay. Actually, Pete Buttigieg hosted Jimmy Kimmel live on Thursday night, which is bizarre, but it happened. Ah. And he actually did. Okay. <laughs> that is. He hilarious. did. Okay. He did fine. Um, I, I, I watched all the New York shows that that did uh, episodes without audiences. And it's such an interesting test, not in who's funny, mm. just just in who's able to seem real. Right. And in his defense, I think Fallon did better than you might expect. OK. I think uh, Seth just did a closer look. He, the rest of the show got scrapped. And he just aired the closer look and he was wearing like plain clothes. OK. Um, and Colbert did some of the best TV I've ever seen. Really? I yeah. saw the Sanjay Gupta interview. Watch the monologue. Oh yeah. It's incredible. It's 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 just great television. It, he's he's openly drinking during the show. No way. <laughs> he is he's treating it like it's rehearsal. Uh-huh. Jean-Baptiste is not dressed up. He's okay. like groaning through the jokes, rolling his eyes. It's it's phenomenal. They just decided Who is Jean- Jean-Baptiste? The band leader. Oh, okay. He okay. just decided to air this show and it's phenomenal. Amazing. Now, they're not going to keep doing it because you can't do that every night. No. And it is objectively strange. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, Pete Buttigieg had bigger laughs than anybody last week, I think, because Chastin is just like the greatest cheerleader in the world. Okay. Um, it's his husband. Okay. Uh, gotcha. But uh, it, it, it is kind of tough when these people land decent jokes and then it, it falls on deaf ears. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't even think we talked about the Democratic race. Like, what's happening with that right now?
0: Is that suspended? suspend what I mean rallies aren't happening now and tomorrow but is there uh, are there like votes supposed
1: to be happening I don't know like, when the it's next not
0: done I don't know when like the next like primaries are yeah I don't know if that's even the word but like Sunday tomorrow is the first debate without a crowd and it was actually scheduled to be a debate without a crowd anyway okay um and it's the first two-person debate of the Democratic primary, which is actually awesome. Finally, two people going to have a real conversation uh-huh. and like a professional debate instead of just like 10 people screaming at each other while well, people whoop along in the crowd. And we get a live sport to watch on TV. <laughs> it's, it's some <laughs> athletics. Thank <That's> God. Amazing. <laughs> You're going to march Bernie out in pick, one of those silk robes. Pick a side. We can bet.
1: This will be awesome.
0: And so that's going to be very telling. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's going to be some good TV. It will be some good TV. Okay. Getting back into TV, Netflix. Okay. Is this Netflix's time to absolutely kill the game? You would think but Netflix just suspended all production in North America.
1: That's uh that that was kind of my question. Do they need to stop because obviously it takes employees for them to work? Yeah. Are they are they able to buy up IP and like
0: put more on in this oh, in this time? Wait yeah? a second. Like, Do you mean like like, should Netflix be, um, should Netflix be like, s- should they scoop up friggin' this is us and, and stream it so that, yeah, should they scoop up or for that matter, even stuff. And I don't know the power
1: of Netflix, but I'm assuming it's pretty powerful. Could they contractually like get movies that were supposed to be in the theater? Like, could they put the uh, way back on Netflix right now?
0: That's the better move. TV shows are a bad example because all these those TV shows are already, um, streaming service adjacent at the very least, Right. uh, and and of course theater going is so taking a a bath right now Mm -hmm. maybe so i know that frozen 2 is going to start streaming on disney plus three months early so like pretty soon you're going to be able to watch frozen 2 on disney plus okay and that's supposed to be their little goodwill hey you get to watch this movie that your kids really like because you might be housebound
1: well and also hey disney plus what else have you done for me lately Sure. That's honestly a good point. You know? Yeah. Like, Jen and I keep going on there and scrolling through and going, like, I don't know, do you want to watch, like, heavyweights for nostalgia purposes?
0: Right. I mean, I watched the whole Boy Meets World. We <laughs> talked about that. Right. And other than that, I've just watched the odd movie, which, like, most of which weren't that good. Yeah, I watched a couple of Marvel movies and The Mandalorian.
1: Right. I'm not getting my money's worth out of Disney Plus right
0: now. So far, that's true. I watched Muppet Treasure Island the other night though, and it was pretty good. You know what? There's a uh, there is a treasure trove of Muppet movies too. Sure, sure, sure. I think that TV is doing okay right now, and especially because of the time of year. Like I mentioned, This Is Us. Like most of these shows are done shooting. Thank God. Yeah. And so at least we have until May to keep watching these shows that have already wrapped for the season. Right. Um, but movies are, of course, in a lot of trouble. Like I saw people tweeting yesterday that. For all we know, Margot Robbie could be marching to the podium to accept best actress in a lead role next year because so few movies actually got to be in theaters. Right. Uh, And I mean for birds of prey of all stupid things. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Even funnier. Yeah. And so... I mean, okay, so let's let's start at the first place. We're going to talk about movies and how they've been affected, the movie industry in specific. Um, no Time to Die is the first place. Yes. That's the first movie that actually decided to move its premiere from April to November, which blows. And at the time, I went, what? Uh, Why?
1: Like, that's so, so overreacting. And now I'm just eating my words.
0: I was, like, in the middle of a Daniel Craig Bond rewatch, too. And I was getting oh, so jazzed no. for for no time to die and then they made the responsible call i mean he just Why hosted are they being so
1: mean to you <laughs> he just hosted
0: snl a week ago how good was he on snl
1: phenomenal that episode was amazing it had everything i wanted it had the weekend yeah w- with a bloodied face wearing gloves what was singing. that about by the way i don't know but yeah. i loved it i okay. loved uh overnight salad i loved uh The Flick Daddy and the Quote Queen. Oh, the Quote Queen was my favorite. It was so good. Like, it just seemed like every skit, even the first one... I thought the one completely about coronavirus was such
0: a good snapshot in time. Absolutely, and that's what SNL should be yeah. at its core. But I cannot for the life of me figure out. Even though it was pretty funny, the 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 gamble, like the the poker sequence, the casino royale sequence. Right. Why did they decide to do a digital short for the monologue? I've never seen that before. No, I know it, it was. It Formatically, was... it makes no sense. It's almost like they wrote a monologue which twenty minutes before air didn't work anymore, and yeah. so they decided to move a digital short into the monologue. that could have been it that really could have been
1: it or they might have been trying to do it live maybe and then realize they couldn't make it work because even keenan like came out with his costume well think
0: about how much of snl this past week wasn't live so there was the casino royale goof yeah there was uh overnight salad and was there not a chris red music video as well yeah there was so okay so definitely that monologue was not meant to air they decided to to throw it in that, or, or something else wasn't supposed to. Normally, there would not be three things. Oh, thanks, buddy. I'm right. still, I'm still stocked You're up still okay. <laughs> figured. <laughs> I like how you came packing. <laughs> I came packing.
1: I actually came packing because we were supposed to go to Colin and Catherine's after. Is that lemony? Oh yeah, it is. Can't do Fuck. it anyway. Sorry. It's all right. I almost, I just basically put a hand grenade in front of it. Ah! Thank God I didn't pull the pin.
0: In any case, it's okay. This thing is hefty, and like yeah. I said, I've had a lot today right yeah
1: yeah i love that well you got some day drinking in
0: bud i'm holding up nothing nothing better than that right, right.
1: um anyways snl great yeah it was good uh all the shows that are being worked on right now have been suspended so
0: no time to die is off until november yeah uh the next fast and furious movie is postponed until 2021 Wow. Next year. Giving it some room to breathe. That's friggin' crazy. Quiet Place got that was the next one. The Quiet yes. Place premiere was supposed to happen this past weekend. Like Emily Blunt was on shows up until Wednesday night, and then suddenly that movie's not coming out this week. Wow. And we don't even know when it's coming out.
1: Wow. Yeah. I know. It's uh it's crazy. This yeah. is this is the COVID nineteen show show. And <laughs> we're gonna be talking about it
0: every time we get together. Obviously, I have to host morning radio for the first 3 days of this coming week. Right. And honestly, of all times to have to host morning radio by myself, this is kind of a good time. By yourself? Yeah, I'm doing it by myself. Oh. We're a little short staffed. And so, and that's fine cuz like I like to feel useful on the radio. Sure. And and if nothing else, I can talk about it. People don't get mad if you have to talk if you if what you have to talk about is a thing they've been talking about anyway. They only get mad if you're talking about a thing they don't agree with, right? Or they don't want to hear about. And people do want to hear about it. People relate to. I waited in line at Costco for a long time
1: today. And radio's got a history of when times of emergency happen. You tune into the radio to see what's going on. I guess. You know. I guess so literally remember uh will who used to be our general manager our, our general manager yep. in kenville and he had well, a poster in his house that said uh in times of trouble like keep calm and listen to the radio and it was like from world war Two. really yeah it was essentially like like listen to the radio to like get instruction on or get figure out what's happening
0: right and get kind of instructions on what you should do to get direct updates from the president who will for sure calm you in this difficult time. Yeah, exactly.
1: Was there a C-SPAN thing where Trump was like left on for way longer than he thought? Yeah. It's hilarious. It's (laughs) so funny. (laughs) He
0: goes like, okay, does he say? Yes. He drops the F-bomb. No, no, no. I I mean, I don't think so. Okay. No, he just, he just does this weird thing where he delivers the address. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in the style of the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. right. And then they forget to cut the cameras and he just leans back in his chair and he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, he just, it's just the least confidence-inspiring thing a president has ever said. He first goes, okay. And then he goes, Okay. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's thought. the weirdest. And then yesterday he was asked in the Rose Garden, do you take any responsibility for this? And he says, no, I don't take responsibility for this. You should. <laughs> You're the president. Nobody's blaming you. Right. But we, do your fucking job. Right. We're
1: not saying that you caused COVID-19. No, I know
0: you didn't invent it. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> let's not let's not uh, sure, sell I mean, ourselves short there. I mean,
0: he's slinging the conspiracies. Yeah. Why don't we do the same? <laughs> Do you want to talk about, like, regular TV news? Does that seem stupid? Yes,
1: no, it doesn't. This is what the show's about. Listen, if what the people want right now is something to binge. Oh, that's true. Like, now is our perfect time to make a list of, like, here are the shows you should be binging.
0: Yeah, I okay. I can go through Mad Men. Watch. On Tom Thanks this week, I, I I created a list of all the different Tom Hanks movies you can watch on various streaming services. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I, I want to hear that. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of them. He's made so many movies. Oh, by problem. the way, we should talk about Tom Hanks as coronavirus. <laughs> how did we not even lead with that?
1: <laughs> like, this is how much news is happening right now. This is a
0: big part of my life.
1: I know. I I did not message you about it. I came in to see you.
0: Yeah. A lot of people
1: messaged me about I, it. And I knew they would. A lot of people did. And you referenced that in your blog post. Oh, you did read the
0: blog. Yeah. it's uh, Well, I read the start of it. Yeah, right. And then I got a tweet. It's... um. It's crazy. It's it's like of all the people. And and I don't know if that's the right person to get it so like to give a little perspective or right. if that actually suddenly made everybody feel like it was real and they had to panic. Like it, right. I think that the Tom Hanks Rita Wilson diagnosis kind of coincided with ultimate coronavirus panic and I'm not saying the two are related but they did happen at the same end. That was, time. that was the day where everything went crazy that because was that was
1: the day that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, two NBA players, got it. Yep. The night after um, the Oklahoma City Thunder Arena just got emptied out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: an announcer just hopped on and said, Hey, Thunder fans, sorry, but the game's not happening tonight. Wow. You can go back out to your cars and wow. drive
0: away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And so they're in Australia— they're shooting this Elvis biopic, which is a Baz Luhrmann movie. I couldn't yeah. figure out why they were in Australia for a for an Elvis movie, but it's a Baz Luhrmann movie. Okay. Um, is he Australian? Baz Luhrmann is, yeah. Oh, okay. You, you know when he made the movie Australia, starring Hugh Jackman? No. Well, he did. Okay. It was a Baz Luhrmann movie. He's from Australia. Okay. And uh, by the way, did you see uh, Chet Hayes' plea? No. It's not a plea. But Who's like, Chet Hayes? Chet Hayes is um, Tom and Rita's son. Okay. He is kind of just a walking cringe fest,
1: <laughs> oh my God, I don't know anything about this. Chet Hayes is
0: hilarious he 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 actually has kind of reformed his public image into a bit of a cringy sweetheart, okay, but he also is the worst and so it, a few years ago, like he was like trying to be a rapper and he was like Chet Hayes, okay, and he's right. covered in tattoos and he does a lot of like Instagram vlogs Okay. and he talk and he talks like a like like, like a he, rapper, yeah. I mean, he's just like he 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 talks in a way that he shouldn't talk. Okay, <laughs> and he he appropriates culture, frankly. Sure. And then during the the Golden Globes, like he was there to support his dad for the Cecil B. DeMille thing, and he got a little bit of flag because he was like talking into camera with like a Jamaican accent. He was like being so cringy. Whoa! And the worst. And then this week, like very shortly after, um, <laughs> Tom and Rita are like, "Yeah, we have coronavirus." He puts up a vlog and he's like. Yeah, my mom and dad have coronavirus, but they're doing pretty good. <laughs> and and my favorite part is he, <laughs> he goes, they're not even that sick, they're not tripping. And then <laughs> and then so everybody's just really run with this like yeah. with with this Tom Hanks isn't tripping thing. <laughs> not even really that sick, they're not tripping. <laughs> anyway, like go to the rabbit hole of Chet Hayes cuz he's a cringe fest, but he's fun. I think I will. Yeah. Got but he, but he's Tom Hanks' son, and it's confusing because, like, I mean, by the very definition of my blog, he's, like, perfect and untouchable, but he actually has, like, weird family dynamics. Is it Chet Hanks or Chet Hayes? Of course it's Chet Hanks, but his rap name is Chet Hayes. <laughs> I think his name is, like, what? I think his name is probably Charlie Hanks, but he goes by Chet Hanks. Chet Hayes. That's, like,
1: you calling yourself, like, call seats yeah. rather than Colin Sweets, Right, and I'm thinking
0: about it, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I can't wait till that happens. So Tom Hanks and, and Rita Wilson have coronavirus, and that's fine. He has diabetes. She's a breast cancer survivor, and they're both like in their late fifties, sixties. Yeah, uh, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of like it does kind of make it real. Well, here's the thing. That, and then Sophie Trudeau. Yeah, here's the thing that that
1: I keep going back to, and I've heard this on a couple podcasts that I've listened to, and I've heard this with Sanjay Gupta. Is essentially if you're not acting reasonably throughout this whole thing it's an extremely selfish thing yeah. for you to be doing if not because you could get it yep. you could give it to a 70 year old person yeah. who's a vulnerable person
0: yeah i, I really you're like responsible that. for other people i really like that about uh sanjay gupta's appearance on colbert they talked about how uh me meeting you right now means i'm meeting your whole family yeah, and then they're meeting everybody, yeah, uh, and and so on and so forth, and like that's how these things really spread. Yeah, and and so, yes, there might be something to the fact that uh, it's affecting people of a certain age more strongly, or people with preexisting more uh, conditions more strongly, um, or 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 the fact that children are experiencing for the most part no symptoms; they're asymptomatic. Yeah, in many cases. But I mean, there are people of all walks of life everywhere. Totally. Totally.
1: Like like one of Jen's friends has a mom that's like in a home and she's got two kids and she's, you know, she's like, I don't want to have the kids around the mom because like unless we're like totally
0: sanitized, it could be a... But like with everything, and, and part of this is just because I am so toxically obsessed with what happens on social media and what the rhetoric is there, mm-hmm. uh, there becomes... An inverse dialogue about how everybody is just being irrational and overreacting. And it's just the flu. Give like, oh, like settled down worst. And it's such an un it's such an irresponsible approach. And I hate when people are posting, and this is becoming a thing too.
1: People posting 80% of people are okay, and the 20% of people that die are uh from vulnerable populations. Or they've got a pre-existing condition. And you're like, what What are you saying about the people in vulnerable populations and the people that have pre-existing conditions? Right. Like, that it's okay to lose that 20% of people?
0: What was your favorite show of the last decade, Slaney? Oh, The Leftovers. Right. How many people die in the pilot episode of The Leftovers? 2%. 2%. And that, that sparks a four-season series yeah. about how life will never be the same. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Two, I know, and
1: I saw a Reddit post today that I thought was good, and I didn't mind, like, I didn't think it was too sensational that someone said The Leftovers is kind of uh, a good match to watch right now because it deals with people's grief and insane reactions and the outcomes of what happens when 2% of the population disappears. Right. In that case, under mysterious circumstances, but... I'm pretty sure the the grief is the the big
0: part of the show. That right. So say one in every to. say one in every fifty people die. Yeah. I mean, think of every time you're in a room with fifty people, or or think of every every um, division of fifty people that you know. Yeah. Like I personally know probably 200 people in my life. I probably like would say hello to 200 people if I pass them. Yeah. On the sidewalk, that means four of them are going to die. Yeah, and that's and that's just in this hypothetical. I'm not talking about coronavirus. I'm talking about in the leftovers. But right. like, that's why you can't trivialize the fact that it's serious. And so if it's twenty of a hundred percent, like, what an insane thing to to write off.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's absolutely uh, it's a strange time. So we got to St- be careful. Statistically, one of us,
0: one of one of you and I will get
1: coronavirus. Well, the statistics that they're saying right now, I know, and I'm like I said, I'm I'm. Kind of being a homebody. If If I don't have to go out, you know, I went to the grocery store this morning. That's kind of a necessity. You came here. I came here. Yep. Also kind of a necessity. We're an essential service. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like. I agree. The people, we got to tell the people what they can watch. Right. Right.
0: We got to tell the people what they can stream. Something they can watch when it happens in two years yeah. is <laughs> is Taika Waititi, who's making the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for Netflix. Whoa. That's right. So Movie we knew, or show? Uh, Series. Okay. So we knew this was going to happen. We knew that there was going to be a new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. In fact, we knew that the entirety of Roald Dahl's IP mm-hmm. has been acquired by Netflix. Right. Taika Waititi is showrunner for the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series and also another series, and we don't know what it is yet. It could be the Twits, the Witches. What? BFG. Interesting. What, James and the Giant Peach. It's is it it's
1: roll doll affiliated though? Yes. Really? It's another yes. roll doll. He's doing
0: two roll doll shows for Netflix. Whoa. One is Charlie. Hey. One is Wonka. Yeah. The other one I don't Who know, it could, could be Matilda.
1: It could be Matilda. I'm
0: struggling to come up with yet another roll doll because I've dropped them all at this point. I think you
1: have. No. Um Watched a little bit of Matilda when we were in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of fell asleep to Matilda. Yeah. Crazy movie. Jen loves it. I love that movie. I, I think it's so
0: dark. It is dark. I feel bad. It's horribly sad. <laughs> yeah. Good movie though. Good movie. Yeah. Um, There's just so much child abuse in that movie. Well, the lady <laughs> that swings a uh, girl by the pigtails over a fence the trench bowl i wonder how how many things are in that movie are supposed to be just in matilda's imagination because she has magical powers right like that's in her imagination right or does she literally have magical powers what what is matilda about does she just love to read and so her imagination is huge i never thought about the imagination
1: part of it but that that's amazing i but i've never done a deep dive on matilda Oh, That's, you're That probably out. is what happened what's happening. She's like repressing what's happening with her life through saying that she has
0: magical powers. I think probably she's just misunderstood by her parents, right? She's just misunderstood by the adults in her life. Except at the end, she is adopted by Miss Honey. By her teacher. Yeah. yeah. She's like literally given away by her family. So in They're the like, end. You wanna? <laughs> in the end, literally her parents were bad people. It wasn't just in her head because she's a kid.
1: No, that part was all true, I think. Yeah. I think the I think the magic uh, imagination was a coping mechanism
0: sure that's why she reads yeah
1: yeah that right <laughs> yeah that right right that's it um what other what other uh show news we got well I,
0: I prepared this show like more than a week ago yeah because i mean it's just been a weird time we haven't been able to get together to do a podcast oscars are reconsidering reintroducing hosts for next year's ceremony that is if we have any movies to in fact celebrate mm-hmm. by next year uh beauty and the beast uh josh gad and luke evans are taping a prequel series for disney plus who's wait who's the second one luke evans he was um he was the the gaston in in the beauty and the beast okay so he and josh gad are like like partners in crime in that movie right so they're doing a beauty and the beast prequel series Mm -hmm. starring gaston for disney plus
1: oh gaston yeah no one films like
0: Gaston. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> uh, we you shot it on a cannon.
1: Only other, thing, only other thing that I have to mention that I, I have on the list to watch and I think I will try to watch the first couple episodes is that new show,
0: Dave. Dave, does it have anything to do with... Um, that movie where the guy becomes president. It does not. Okay. Um, but I appreciate that pull from the Ringer because th- that's been talked about a couple times. Well, I mean, that's because it's a movie called Dave. It's not a, a Ringer reference. Who star? Who stars in that movie? Why is it not? It's like uh, I want to say it's like Dennis Quaid. No, or something? it's not. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's the guy from the Fish Called Wanda. It's that guy. And it's the it's the one from the guy where the the thing it's that actor. Yeah, British? No. <laughs> Yeah, I no. guess an American president would be kinda weird. Right, that would be strange. Anyway, it's called Dave. Uh
1: no, this is about uh Kevin know, Klein. You know the rapper stars Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Yeah. You know the rapper Lil Dicky? Sure. He's no. his real name is Dave. Oh, okay. You don't know him? No. Oh. He's actually like it's I know the weekend. He's a very <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's all we need. Yeah. Um, no, he's uh he's a very like YouTube famous rapper because he's like, you know, a very like basic white guy who raps about like saving money and he did uh that freaky friday song with chris brown okay it was like it was like a billboard hit all right anyways okay he's got a show yeah about his kind of like rise dave is his show yeah his real name's dave
0: but he works with chris brown i'm not into this
1: that was a big point of contention because he's kind of like a he's worked with like a million rappers right but this ended up being his it, the whole freaky friday concept was like he switches body with bodies with uh chris brown okay. in the video oh okay and so he's like this like nerdy kind of like not nerdy white dude but just like a like basic friday kind of like white dude being like what is this like i'm in chris brown's body why are we talking about this
0: because oh he's you want to watch this, the show he's
1: got this show on, right. on fx called dave and i think it's gonna be pretty funny how did he swing that I'm sorry. It just didn't seem like he's famous enough to have his own show. He's uh, like, I'm surprised you don't know who he is. Okay. Because he's been around for five years. Like Jen knows who he is. Okay. Which, <laughs> which is <a>, like, <laughs> that's a tell. Oh, well then I'm really embarrassed. Yeah. Well, like even, even at work, I said uh, to our coworker, Kate, hey, uh, Lil Dicky has a TV show. And she was like, really? That'd
0: be funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll watch that. Apparently, the Riddler is going to be the lead villain in the Batman, Matt Reeves. Okay. Brett Gilman has been hired uh, to be a series regular for Stranger Things 4. Yep. Well deserved. That's fine. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, James also Lipton good died. Feedback. James Lipton. Yeah. Passed away. He's 93. Can I speak with Peter Griffin? Ah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> He's I mean, ninety three. Like, I mean, he was run. he was great. Yeah, I love James Lipton. Yeah,
1: we we loved in, Inside the Actors Studio. Yes,
0: I watched uh, A Star Is Born again the other day. Okay.
1: Also, speaking of The Ringer, watched Heat. Okay. Not as good as they make it out to be.
0: I know. I feel like the whole like their whole Heat obsession is ironic, right?
1: It it definitely is. Yeah. Like after watching it, <laughs> like just Pacino being a madman, mm. the whole plot. Like there's a weird thing about the villain like killing prostitutes that doesn't really matter. Like, I've never seen Heat. It's it's insane. You're not
0: selling it. I shouldn't be selling. It. I'm no. not
1: trying to. It, no. it
0: was like an okay watch. I have a plan to watch Goodfellas with friends because it's time I watch that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodfellas with friends. That could be a, a spinoff podcast. <laughs> the show show <laughs> presents Goodfellas with friends. Yeah good friends we honestly if i didn't have plans tonight i'd be like let's just watch it tonight. honestly <laughs> and yeah record after <laughs> so that's on the on the docket we've been rewatching, um not re-watching we've been watching for the first time the morning show oh yeah so yeah you, so you're getting through it now well yeah we just found a way to watch it okay and it's as bad as ever like no I, I i really i we're watching it because it's like trashy and and good enough yeah And honestly billy crudup is really good in it yeah uh Jennifer chaos is the new cocaine exactly yeah episode three you saw episode three yeah i did jennifer aniston's good mm-hmm. she's just i don't know why i don't know why you'd root for her no you yeah. just wouldn't yeah. and reese witherspoon i know why you'd root for her mm-hmm. except for that she's not good she's not selling why you should she's root a for terrible her. actor yeah. this is an academy award-winning person yeah
1: everything makes sense except for why she's
0: playing it the she way has she is. a monologue in episode five that we just watched the other night. She does not stop moving her hands the whole time, <laughs> and she's just so overacting. She's laying it on so thick. I like Reese Witherspoon, I like everybody involved in this show. Maybe I can't figure out why I hate it so much, and yet here I am watching it. Maybe it's more of a director thing. Maybe so. You no, know, like directors are important. Directors matter. Directors matter. Hashtag and, directors matter.
1: And also, apparently, the the show was filmed. Over the course of like four years. Whoa. So. Why? Well, because there are
0: so many like huge stars in it. So nobody really wants to do this show. Nobody's prioritizing this show is what you're saying. No,
1: they were like, you've all got such busy schedules that we need to do this over the course of four years to get like and then like the whole
0: the script had to change and the showrunners changed i guess it feels so, very urgent like they're they're constantly like dropping me too references yeah as a means of being like hey this is happening now so that was the thing like
1: 4 years ago like the whole thing was supposed to be that
0: this this guy
1: got let go but then the whole Matt Lauer thing happened and i think they had to like yeah. rewrite it into it and then the me too thing happened and then that became clearly
0: a big part of their promotion was dodging the matt lauer reference because yeah. it seems so obviously the thing that it it's seems related. like it's about that it, i mean it couldn't seem more obviously like it's about matt lauer mm-hmm. and i believe that it's not right. but also i'm not sure if like pretending that it's not is the right approach right. either
1: yeah yeah it feels wrong
0: yeah anyway I, it's not a good show and i don't <laughs> recommend it not a good show no but here we are watching it because there's nothing else to do. I guess that Rob McKelleny show is good. The, I think it's Mecklehennie.
1: Mecklehennie? I the, think, like, Mekkelhenny. Mekkelhenny? I like think so. Yeah. What's or, it called? It's like something about like, it's it's about a gaming, um, it's about a like coder, oh my God, what's wrong with my words tonight? I don't care. <laughs> it's about like <laughs> uh, people that are creating a, a video game and it's right. called like, revenge of the raven claw or some of the mythic Quest of the raven but well, we can do that on the podcast yeah i think we should right until uh, one of us gets coronavirus maybe that and dave oh my god if i got coronavirus i'm part of
0: the vulnerable population dude you do have diabetes yeah yeah i mean i i think i'd be okay how is I, that affecting you uh psychologically do you or do you have any kind of hypochondriacal tendencies i do now yeah well and i shouldn't say i
1: didn't before i was you know, it's something you think about all the time when you have a, a disease where you you can't eat without thinking about how it's going to affect your body. Right. You need to prevent, preemptively take something that's supposed to help, like, help uh, break down all of your sugar so your body works correctly. Right. I need to take a shot for my body to work correctly. So, I'm constantly thinking about food in a weird way. Right. So... That is one thing. And and if I mess something up, it's going to affect the way that I work. And then I need to react to that. And I need to react to like, if I'm going to be running, I need to react to it. So I'm already, I've got a compromised immune system because when your sugars are high, um, it's your your system's just weakened. So I'm thinking about that. um, And I also live with the cleanest person in the world. So she's kind of like, constantly reminding me to sanitize and like made we have a sanitizing station at like the front of our house um and you know my whole like cooked chicken thing (laughs) it's just so that gives you an idea of where where i'm at (laughs) i made a meal before
0: coming over that's why it was on the tip of it like when uh, slaney and i lived together sometimes he would like make chicken and eat it and then it would be sitting on the stove for the 45 minutes it would take him to eat dinner and then he'd be like do you think this is still good (laughs) <laughs> yeah, honestly. You have a real chicken thing. I, <clears throat> as from my mom. Yeah. She's. I mean, it's extreme, but it's it's not a bad thing to be conscious of. Chicken is poison until you cook it. <laughs> You're right. cooking a poison bird. You say that as you clutch vodka, by the way, which is literally just poison.
1: Well, it is, but it's not, it's not like high test poison. <laughs> It's
0: clear. I can see through it.
1: <laughs> I a have, fish
0: could swim in it for a sec.
1: I could have a bunch of these before I... Whoa. Before it got toxic.
0: Right. Well, I don't know about that. Before I started throwing up. You know what? There's, there's one pop cultural thing we haven't touched on yet, which in any other world would have dominated the press cycle for the entire week, and for some reason... It happened, and for two hours, everyone was like, wow. And then two hours later, we moved on with our lives because this week was so fucking crazy. Am I going to know this? Yep. You have no idea what I'm talking about? No. It's a huge, huge watershed thing that happened in pop cultural news this week, and we have completely moved on from it. It completely got packaged away and we're like, all right, okay, we got bigger things to... We got bigger fish to fry.
1: Oh my God. What is it? You're so convicted in what you're saying right now.
0: Harvey Weinstein's going to prison for 23 years. Oh yeah. 23 years. Yep. He's going to die in federal prison. That happened on Monday. Yeah. At the earliest. Yeah. (laughs) Insane. You're
1: right. Is he trying to bury the news? (laughs)
0: This is this is just the Weinstein machine. He, he didn't want people talking about Coronavirus it. Coronavirus is just the next great Miramax production. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the next great Miramax production. Well, I mean it's compelling. It is. I rewatched the um the my favorite part of every day scene from Goodwill Hunting the other day, speaking of Miramax. Okay. And that is just a moving scene. Oh yeah. It's just beautiful. Moving movie. Yeah.
1: Every scene in that movie I mean, there's no fat on that movie. Agreed. You know?
0: How many movies is there no fat on? I know we joked about Happy Gilmore having no fat. Happy Gilmore has no fat. I mean, my go-to example for that is Back to the Future has absolutely no fat. Right, it everything's is sho- crucial. It is shockingly no fat. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it tremendous. It, uh, it's like
1: when you watch a show where everything ties together. There is no conversation that didn't have a purpose. Although, sometimes they, I like when... Like a surreality comes in, so there, there actually is stuff. Like today, Kyle MacLachlan said that he doesn't totally understand
0: Twin Peaks. I saw that. <laughs> Isn't that that's incredible? a beautiful thing for him to say?
1: That's so good because yeah.
0: I'm sure no one does. No, and it's just part of the journey. And so many Twin Peaks heads think that they understand everything about Twin Peaks. Right. And him saying that he doesn't understand really discredits those people. What do you think David Lynch's favorite show of the last decade was? Because I
1: think it might be Leftovers. Do you think so? Has he said anything about the leftovers? Nope, no. But there's so much weird surreality, like dream sequencey stuff
0: that happens. I in feel it, like that it could be something about the mystery about some of these people. And David Lynch is a great example. If you were to ask him what's your favorite show of the last years, he might just say like, The Simpsons. Like yeah, he I might totally disappoint you with his answer. I don't think he'd even tell you. Yeah, well, maybe not. I think he'd say, but like, if he doesn't, I don't watch TV. But if he doesn't tell you, or if he says, I don't watch TV, he is contributing to some kind of mysterioso narrative around right. him, when it it's almost more interesting if he's like, oh, I love Two Broke Girls, because that's even yes. more confusing. Yeah, you're right.
1: You're totally right. I'm sure we could find it. He might have even done this already. Maybe. We should look it
0: up. All right. So, Harvey Weinstein's going to jail. He's going to die in federal prison. Maybe this is why we moved on from it so fast because there's nothing more to say. We're all sick of hearing about it. It's true. It's interesting. It's It's run its course. That his his lawyers were like, listen, if he's in prison for more than five years, he'll die in prison. Judges are like, well. How
1: about 23? Okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, that's a beautiful thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Justice served. So, do you want to talk about shows? Yeah, let's do it. I okay. mean,
1: how 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 far along are we right now?
0: Almost an hour. Now, I think we should still do the shows. Might as well we can get through it pretty. Quick. The sun is setting. We watched a couple of shows. They're of a similar ilk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched them more than a week ago, so recapping them will be difficult. I'll give you the the hammer if you want to choose which one to recap first. Sure. I'll uh, I'll recap devs. Okay, I'm gonna recap devs. Uh, the pilot episode, which is certainly the most interesting show of note right now yeah i think uh so recap the pilot episode of devs in three two one go okay so um amaya is essentially a google
1: type place um in silicon valley uh two programmers work there one gets hired on uh for the devs division which is like the super secret division um goes inside it's a crazy like electromagnetic uh field um ends up trying to steal code gets killed by the bill gates um and then they cover it up <laughs> he really Paris the lead uh suppose oh essentially like he finds out now if I can have time to uh yes make, let's go a let's bit. go so he he essentially uh dates this girl they both work at the at Amaya right um he figures out He's got like an AI system that, that basically predicts the future of this cell. And then he can make it do what he
0: wants. Basically, like, he, he's figured something out with something, like, atomically small. Right. That could then be related to humankind. And so, basically, his technology could be utilized to predict the behavior oh, of, of you're people. You're really big
1: in me right now. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I, I completely botched. No, I'm just like the eloquence of what you're saying right now. I'm astonished. This is my, by. This
0: is my fifth drink
1: today. I will it up. Speak keep how, it up.
0: <laughs> I can speak how I need to speak. Yeah. Basically, so, he's. You are speaking how you need well, to speak. Buddy is really smart, and he figured out a good thing, and then he died. It's not That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally my breakdown of the show. He thinks he can he can predict how how humans will behave, mm-hmm. and so that's very valuable to the company, right? Um, and
1: so he's Russian. Yeah, there's a, a lot of intrigue from the security guy because him and he's Russian, and his wife is part Chinese, right? Like third generation. Um. So he ends up uh, going into a bathroom at one point when he, when he sees the code, it's not explained by Nick Offerman who plays the kind of Bill Gates character. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees the code says like realizes what this code is about. It freaks him out. He steals it. Um, and he's like clicking something into his watch. Yep, That's essentially trying to communicate the code is, uh, I guess. and, when he's walking through this creepy woods at the end of the night, you need to walk through like a huge redwood woods to get to, um, to get to devs and back. So when he's walking back, he's confronted by Nick Offerman ominously standing there who says, you know what you were, all things are um, decided preeminently. You didn't get to make a choice. You did what was supposed to happen, right? You were supposed to steal
0: that code. Right. And I'm sorry or something and I forgive you. Was he not betraying the company? Was he not recording stuff on his watch? Is that isn't that what the watch was? I, I think it was. For sure. Yeah. And so that's why they killed him in the woods. Yeah. And by the way, they killed him by, by putting a plastic bag over his head and strangling him. It was a very fucked way to kill somebody. Totally. Yeah. Um and then they
1: uh begin the gaslighting, no pun intended. Yes. Of his <clears throat>
0: Uh, girlfriend by, she's immediately suspicious she's like my it's weird that he didn't come home that's totally uncharacteristic it, it's like 1am and yeah. he's not home yet and so she goes to the company and she's like do you know what's going on and and so Nick Offerman is playing completely the fifth He yeah. he's like oh my god that's very concerning and then Let's they dis- call the police right now they discover this apparently um, completely contrived security footage yeah. where I'm sorry what's his name I don't know. Sergey. Sergey, Where Sergei goes down into the amphitheater and douses himself in gasoline and lights himself on fire. And And they're they're showing it to her. Why wouldn't you say, hey, we've got this video. It's very disturbing. They create his suicide and then she runs outside to see for herself. And sure enough, there's a charred body in the amphitheater. Yes. Which wouldn't a body like, would it go out that quickly? Well, wouldn't it just be kind of like- Why at least wasn't it covered up? Like she's right. just able to go down and see the charred body. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. on. A
1: bit much. Yes. Um anyways, so yeah, she uh she in the meantime, she's trying to figure out what he had on his phone and she opens up a sudoku on his phone, a sudoku app and she knows he hates sudoku and it's like 13 character passcode protected. Right. And she tries one passcode and it says uh, you have like two more tries, or else the phone gets wiped. Right. So she knows immediately this is not a Sudoku app. There's something up. Right. And also, what is happening at Devs?
0: Well, I don't know. Is this a show about mortality, or, or 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 rather morality? Is this another show about like what is good? Because obviously, it's terrible to to murder people. Yeah. He. It but seemed- so many of these shows, so many of these like like. I don't want to say post-apocalyptic, but like sci-fi shows about technology and where we're going mm-hmm. seem to relate to uh, what it means to be good in this world mm-hmm. and, and, and what, what is the cost right uh, of doing the ultimate good to service the greater good.
1: And we should add that Nick Offerman isn't evil in the show.
0: Uh, or at I least, mean, if you say so,
1: I mean, sorry, I should say he doesn't seem like you know, he seems like kind of charismatic. He
0: eats spinach like a psychopath, right? With his hands,
1: yeah. Uh, he seems to have a child that has died and has kind of made that the mascot of right. the company, which may be named after his daughter, right? Um, and I think that's relevant, sure. And I think Allison Pill uh comments on that at one point when she mentions By her. the way, we're living through the pillassants right now.
0: Yeah, pills pills everywhere. <laughs> Between that and Picard, I'm glad to see Pill's back because I kind of worried about Pill. Yeah. P- well Pill was obviously busy for a while. Well Pill was on like the newsroom yep. and she was in a couple of Woody Allen movies. Where was Pill in the meantime? Pill was in Goon. Goon too. Pill was in Goon because but that was a couple years. Because ago. Pill was engaged to Barishell for a while. That's right. But there is definitely a, a a median where Pill was absent. We saw no Pill. But now we're seeing Pill on two big shows. In fact, almost back-to-back shows recapped on the show show. Almost. That's right. And it's Pill and
1: Nick's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Allison Pill. This is the pill It's the pill of Yeah. Here we are.
0: What a time to be alive. I think she's Canadian. Um... I don't know. I don't I know just, who she is. I just I just I have a hard time imagining uh Jay Barishel agreeing to marry somebody who wasn't Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> were they married? No, they were engaged. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh man, she's she's not Canadian and I I, I
0: don't think I can do it. That's pretty good. Except I think it's unfactual because I'm pretty sure she's Canadian. Alexa, where is Alison Pill from?
1: Alison Pill was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I mean, I love her. She's a good Toronto girl. <laughs> he's from Montreal. Though. He's also Lil Nicky. All he, a he's
0: specifically anti-Toronto because he's from. Oh right, Montreal. That yeah. that had to be what what went wrong.
1: Did I tell you that that they played my impression of Jay Baruchel, to Jay Baruchel? Oh no! And Jay Baruchel said it was
0: garbage. It is. It isn't great. <laughs> and you know what? You sounds have, so good in my head. You have an ear for impressions that's better than most. You're pretty good at them. But it's not your best. It's not my best. No. Well, this has been a humbling experience. And you else. know, Bar- J- uh, Jay Shell. So, so maybe that's what's getting in your way. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's because I've met him twice.
0: That's what it is. And no is a very strong word. I was if trying. You, to, <laughs> I was trying to flatter you.
1: <laughs> that it was flattering. I thought but so. But I don't want to mislead uh, our listener by saying
0: that. Look, you don't want to miss. You don't want to mislead pill. That's right. More than anything. That's true. Right. Follow the pill. Uh, anything else you want to say about? Oh, we should talk about how it's um, it's the, the creator of X Machina. I'm too drunk to remember what his name is. Oh, um, he's a guy who makes who makes sci-fi. Yeah, He does stuff, and he's good. Yeah. Did you see X Machina? I, I, I love X Machina. Yeah. It is a. Did you watch it? I watched <laughs> the Circle, starring Tom Hanks. No, that that movie sucks. Did you see it? Yeah. It's awful. It sucks. It's, it's, I can't believe how bad it is. It's when, when did you watch the circle? I don't know. Why didn't we talk about this? (laughs) I didn't know anyone else watched it. Even you. I just watched it this
1: weekend for the blog for the first time. Yes. Oh no. I watched it last year.
0: It came out in 2017. I mean, Emma Watson, Tom Hanks. You're like, why not? There's no reason it shouldn't be good. Even like Dave Eggers. I've never read his books, but like it's based on his book. Yeah. Um, John Boyega's in it, Patton Oswald's in it, yeah. uh, Bill Paxton's in it. It's it just, sucks it's so much. It's a garbage movie. It's a garbage movie. Sometimes bad stuff gets made. Honestly, garbage movie. Yeah. And I'm almost, like, the Tom Thanks I wrote for it will come out on Wednesday, and I'm honestly a little kind towards this movie. You have to, it, does it suck that you have to say Tom Thanks for The Circle? I, I involve a whole paragraph where I'm like, how do I show gratitude for this movie? Tom, thanks for taking on a challenge yes. where you had to be a villain. I, I basically made it Kind like, of. Not to, not to like- But he's not like an awful villain. Is he like- it's he not he, like, even cle- it's not even clear what villainy he's committed in the movie. <laughs> okay. It's 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 probable that he's not trustworthy, right. but there is no plot where he's done anything illegal in it. Okay. It's just like, oh, he seems like I shouldn't like him. And then she exposes him where in the end she's like, by the way, now all of the circle can see all your emails and he's like, well, we're fucked. But we don't yeah. know what he's done wrong. And it's like
1: also, that's kind of fucked that you just <laughs> It's hey, ludicrous. Here's someone's email. It is.
0: I like Emma Watson, but she's she, not good in it. She can't do an American accent. Stop playing American characters. You yeah. can't. You couldn't do it then. You couldn't do it in Perks. You can't do it in Little Women. Why couldn't Stop she it? be a British girl? In, because in this show. the answer is okay. because it's imperative to her, the motivation of her character that her dad has MS and she needs the Circle's medical program. She needs the insurance by her employment. Oh, okay. She ne- she needs healthcare, right? Uh, by the way, both people who play her parents died within three months of the movie coming out. Oh my god! I know it's a a weird cursed movie. It's awful. John Boyega doesn't e- he lifts completely out of the movie. Yeah, it's it's amazingly bad. I couldn't believe how bad it was. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> it didn't even feel like a waste of time because of how bad it was. And and and, and, and the way I show gratitude for it, not to bury it, but like. Or not to blow it, but like, this just offers an opportunity to watch better things. And it's not, it's not like boring. Like no. you, you
1: kind of keep up with it. I guess. I mean, I, I guess I wasn't, I don't remember being like, this movie sucks. This movie sucks. But like, by the time you got to the end, you went, why?
0: <laughs> Look, coronavirus isn't boring either, but it still sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a Ferris Bueller take.
1: <laughs>
0: He's breaking the fourth wall. It's very beautiful and very cold, and you're not allowed to touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the greatest quote poll that you could have right now. I love that movie. Uh, okay, so do you give your, you your S to Debs? Totally. What were the circles? I want to watch more. What were the circles in the woods? There's these weird like red rings that are suspended among the redwoods. I don't
1: think we're supposed to read too much into
0: that. No, I I bet that's wrong. You, really? There's weird red circles in the woods. What are they? What do you mean red circles? They're, they're just like lights. But why? Well,
1: because they walk through the woods to get to devs. Do they? Or was he just in the woods? No, they, they, well, I don't know. They walked through to get there. So I think it was just like appropriate lighting. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. Or maybe the trees are supposed to be angels. Either one of those two. Now you're on to something. I kind of wondered about the little like w- the um
0: like gold poles that
1: they had sticking up out of the ground.
0: Right. What were those supposed to be? I don't know. I recommend it though. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's kind of cool. Nick
1: Offerman's kind of flexing.
0: Yeah. He's acting.
1: He's doing a good job. It's
0: cool to see him act.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Alison Pill, also in Picard, kind of weird in Picard.
0: Is she? Are you still watching that? I'm falling off. Sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's Star Trek Picard. You
0: don't have to watch it.
1: I know. It just seemed like yeah. it was going to be a thing for a while. Eh, it's not. It's not really a thing. No. Also, watching um, the Sinner. What's the Sinner? Well, remember that Jessica Biel show?
0: Whoa. Yeah. So there was that. No. That season. Uh. Okay. She kills somebody on the beach. That show. Yeah. So she just like up and like kill like like cuts a guy's throat in the beach? That's right. Oh, good pilot. Yeah, yeah. great pilot. Yeah. We gave it our s. We did. I think we did. So, <laughs> you're still watching the sinner? Yeah. Who watches we're, the sinner? We're
1: season 3, baby. Good lord. So, that uh episode happened. The second episode was like a um uh what's her name? Joan Joan Coon, the girl who was in the leftovers. Uh is in a commune and has the sun that like disappears and okay. comes back. Um, that's the second season. And this third season is, um, Matt Bomer. Yeah. And the, or the detective is the one through line. The detective is throughout the whole series. That's smart. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Um, but oddly, uh, fuck, the guy who plays Danny in the Mindy show Mindy project. Oh, okay. Christopher, um, Chris Messina. Chris Messina, yes. Yeah. He's uh he's kind of this crazy friend of, of Matt Bomer's. He's a good like. actor. He's like shown up in a lot of things. Yeah, he's yeah. really good in this. Yeah. I just don't know where the show is going to end. Okay. Because it's a we very strange dark What's season. it called?
0: the sinner oh it is the sinner okay yeah. same show yeah, still the same right because it's an anthology mm-hmm. okay you're watching that
1: <laughs> yeah we're watching that Jen's Jen's a big fan and uh I don't know not a whole lot else, lot else to watch what am I gonna do watch March Madness no you're not you're not, not gonna, watching March Madness I'm not
0: watching March Madness you can watch the circle but you shouldn't you
1: know what I kind of wonder if it's gonna if two years from now or like three years from now we're all gonna be huge like cricket fans or rugby fans or something
0: because rugby was on for those It would be it would months. be weird if in like 12 years we were like able to tell our kids by the way like growing up uh cricket wasn't a thing like yeah like, we're like and they're like what are you talking about cricket is our sport and yeah we're like yeah it wasn't when we were kids You're until like, coronavirus yeah world war ii brought the blues to england exactly. that's why <laughs> rock and roll exists <laughs> right <laughs> right you now See, there's a silver lining to every... There kind of really is. The cruise ship industry is fucked. That's a little crazy. And Canada was
1: the first place to decidedly say, you're not coming to to Canada until July. That's
0: comforting because Halifax is... Like, especially a cruise ship town. Yeah. And I know it's, like, kind of a cold time of year anyway. We wouldn't have a lot of ships right now. Well, but like, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't know how much Canada was thinking of Nova Scotia. This, usually it doesn't. In, in this
1: particular but scenario. But I'm, I'm
0: happy to say no to the ships.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it will... I kind of wonder what's going to happen with our, our infrastructure. But, oh, I, I mean, mean... That's true globally. I feel like either way... Nova Scotia is kind of resilient because people are like, no one thinks of us anyway. <laughs> Man,
0: we're in a lucky place to be. Like, who knows what could happen? Like, if you think back to Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday, mm. uh, how far we've come since then. Yeah. I don't want to think about what, what the world's going to be like next Saturday. Like, I can't. I, mm-hmm. The news cycle's crazy. It's going to be a really, really crazy week. Uh, Although, but but I, I am pretty confident in... It'll still be better to be in Nova Scotia than a lot of places. We went from Thursday insanity
1: to, like, you know, we woke up today. We did our stuff. Nothing was, you know, we're getting the, the news cycled. But nothing was insane. Right, right. I'm going to close that door keep talking. Sure. It just seems like we're at a time where stuff's changing every day. And for some reason... It's kind of comforting when you don't when you don't hear the horse in the hospital.
0: I guess I, except we're going to hear that horse in the hospital. That horse in particular. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear from him a lot. I, I, the, I, what, Are you talking about Trump? Yeah, you use the metaphor. I,
1: I know, I know. I, <laughs> I, but but I was using it for COVID. In general, oh, why
0: would you reallocate that specific (laughs) metaphor for something else? I don't know, but again, I'm I'm especially something medical related. Yeah, well, you you've heard this
1: podcast so far;
0: (laughs) it's been interesting. Me
1: versus you, you're like six drinks in, and you're just. You're dominating me. I have dunking on me over and I've never
0: been so nervous to re-listen to a podcast because I don't know what I've said thus far. I have no idea. It's going to sound like you face-washing me for an hour (laughs) and a half. (laughs) One thing I'll say for sure, and and this is just how I feel. I don't have any anecdotal uh, evidence. But um, it seems to me that Trump, who so badly is just fixating on how to best uh, appropriate this awful situation... uh, For his best interest. For for his best interest, especially politically and especially in terms of Mm -hmm. re-election. It seems to me that he could have just had a little foresight or his people who are smarter than him, however evil, but smarter than him, could have had enough foresight to go, okay, but if you do the right thing from a humane standpoint, I'm pretty sure we can hang our hats on this. And ride it to re-election. I'm right. pretty sure we can do the right thing, act on this appropriately, be for the first time ever presidential, and say, well, when the world ended, I was your president, I was your guy. And then be president for another four and a half years. I'm pretty sure he could have pulled that off. And they so bungled it because they can't see beyond their noses right. that now it's gonna cost him re-election. It seems like all he kind of had to do <clears> was go <throat> like hire
1: the professionals and go with the flow. I think. But instead he's Couldn't like do it. still kind of being outlandish.
0: Couldn't do it. Still yeah. says it was a democratic host. Hoax. Is he still saying that? No, he's okay. not still. But um <laughs> that, that, but like that just seems like But he is still saying it's gonna go away. It's not a big deal. Relax. Right. Yes. That that is a
1: mistake. Yeah. That's for sure a mistake. And meanwhile, like the Minister of Health for Canada has been amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen her? In general, I think we're doing so well. I think yeah. we're doing beautifully. This this like and we're obviously not literally white. We're not immune to uh, toxicity in social media. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sophie Trudeau tests positive, suddenly people are tweeting, well, gee, I wish I wish Skippy Trudeau, and this is a n- new nickname he's adopted, by the way. Oh, God. It's some way to trivialize him, because Justin is not um, infantilizing enough, apparently. I, right. <laughs> I wish Skippy Trudeau had gotten coronavirus. How is this productive? Ugh that's so gross it's ridiculous yeah um tom hanks has coronavirus tom Hanks.
1: <laughs> tommy i don't know what to do
0: uh maybe dispatches from beyond i can recap that all right let's i watched recap. it like two weeks ago but i can try my best to you're, recap it. you're gonna be fine oh boy we've had a great run on this episode so far yeah it's all really right. been one of my best we're gonna it actually has oh, been oh please Okay. i should i should just drink five beers before every podcast I've, i should drink five I've beers. Been, every, i've been telling you that for years i should drink five beers before everything i do everything yeah and then another five beers to be After, ready for those for those the five next beers. Thing. i should drink 10 beers a day well hey i, I don't see a downside <laughs> i don't either <laughs> until you're like just smashing bottles in the kitchen right that would be too far uh okay we're gonna start in three Jason Siegel plays a person who is very sad, and I don't exactly remember why, but he follows the clues that lead him towards some kind of enlightenment, and it's... um uh, narrated by uh, Richard D. E. Grant, and he is uh, finds himself in, in a room where he watches some kind of propaganda video, and they're like, "This is the way you could live." And then he and then he gets a message on a napkin that's like, "You don't want to live that way. Get out as quickly as you can." And then he has uh, a group of friends. One of them is uh, Andre 3000, and the other is Sally Field. And then the episode ends.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
0: It was it was more coherent than you might think. Um, so he's he's kind of tired with the
1: monotony of life. Um, it has been told, like, you'll get your dream if you work hard. And then he realizes that that's not really happening. He is deeply depressed. Paying, yeah, he's kind of paying yeah. attention to these street signs that, that have up, um, like, you know, like,
0: learn to communicate with dolphins. and Well, and in particular, I think in a, in a kind of stranger than fiction way mm-hmm. he is following this arbitrary set of restrictions laid about for him by society that have nothing to do with his own whims or joy right. yeah. his passions and so like and, and this is true of all of us we're just like following the rules that are laid out for us right. and so that's causing him a lot of disassociation and sadness right so because of that he uh Actually follows this these
1: studies and and follows up and calls the the uh, what what is it called the the Lejeune Institute okay or Jejeune Institute sure and uh, so long ago ends up going to the down this like weird kind of rabbit hole-y thing where he watches a tv and then he opens up a drawer and it says like run peter you gotta get out of here right meets this transgender person that's in- is
0: that identified or is that just apparent? i don't know i was so confused i wasn't gonna bring it up okay uh, the character's name is simone okay uh and i thought she did a wonderful job in fact i, I i'll, I'll jump the gun here and say i didn't like the show but i thought simone was the the takeaway that i found most compelling yeah just because like i didn't know if we were supposed to react to that well
1: maybe it's unwoke of me to uh
0: i don't think so i I, she's from pose okay so i I think i think you're in the clear um she he meets her and she's she's quite um reluctant to welcome him at first isn't she kind of like aggressive towards him at first well she's almost kind of playful Oh, okay. Like she... But she's, she, she's very like... She like grabs me
1: by the throat and she's like, hey, you don't know anything about me. Right. And he's like, "What? what what's happening? And she's like, oh, are you not from the thing? Oh my God. Like, I'm kind of just like having fun with it. But
0: refresh my memory. The episode ends uh, for the first time through the whole episode. We ditch Peter and we follow Simone. and yeah. then And then she kind of gets cornered in an alley. Yeah and she pepper sprays some guys who are seemingly going to attack her yeah and then she goes home and there's some more kind of what happens next it almost seems well she goes home and her grandmother's
1: like hey right. you were out all night and she's like i'm fine like it's all all okay and then goes upstairs and kind of like looks in the mirror and almost has like a bit of a breakdown
0: right she has a she has a moment of real loneliness yeah She she kind of has to, like, uh, ditch the facade of of joy or whatever. confidence and joy, yeah. Yeah. I Um, found her easily the most interesting part of the episode.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I guess I was kind of trying to figure out, because it's unfortunate, because we know that the show is based on a social experiment that, um, that... Jason Siegel in real life was a part of it really happened. It really happened.
0: But I yeah. wonder if it was anything similar to that at all. Here's the thing. I love Jason Siegel. Yeah, I find him endlessly interesting. I've missed him deeply. Mm-hmm. And so when he showed up on Bill Simmons, I was really excited. Yeah. I was really kind of scared that bill that that Jason Siegel was going to drift into obscurity. yeah. yeah. i I really care about him. I think that he's a great artist. yeah. and we don't and, and like he made a couple of like really mainstream things. Like, I mean, like the Muppets for crying out loud, right. except for that it was so imbued with his, his heart. And, and, and we understood enough about him to understand that that was actually a passion driven project that, and not just a commercial thing yeah. that, uh, we could get on board with that. Um, uh, previous to that, I mean, forgetting Sarah Marshall is an incredibly personal movie. Mm-hmm. I think maybe <laughs> in the sense that he's naked twice in it. Sure. Yeah. And also I think it's a like a largely true story. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, the five-year engagement is probably not a very true story, but he has a specific niche and non-mainstream uh, artistic uh, mm-hmm. drive behind well, him. And, anybody- so, and so, I was worried that there wouldn't necessarily be a place for that in this weird world. And mm-hmm. the, and I like that he's found a thing to do. Except, well, let's, for that let's this not is forget not the David Foster Wallace movie that he did too. That that one is phenomenal. I don't know if you watched it. I, I've seen it like four or five times. Okay, yeah. I, I mean. I you've read the book so you can speak you can speak on him in a way that I can't I've tried I I, maybe someday I will you will um I probably will but uh I I find that guy interesting Mm -hmm. in spite of having not read any of his long form works um and I love Jason Segel and so I love that movie and Mm -hmm. and I I love that he showed up for that movie and what I'm trying to say is in general, I so appreciate him as an artist and I want for our world to have a place for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this this show is a creation of his own uh, experience and and uh, and passion. I don't know if this is the right thing because it's just, it doesn't seem to land for me. Well, someone told me that, I think it was you that told me that you read the screenplay for
1: Forgetting Sarah Marshall and it was a lot Probably, less that's funny. A, that's a thing I do. Yeah, and it was a lot
0: less funny and a lot more kind of like, sad and um well uh a thing i remember from reading that screenplay that he actually touches on in that bill simmons interview is that the russell brand character was of course not russell brand when he no. wrote it and i mean like it was like, just like
1: a millionaire financial guy
0: like uh yeah just like a pretentious kind of like hoity-toity british guy right um it, and actually he reappropriated that character and put it in um uh the five-year engagement and it's kind of this person who oh. sort of is wooing emily blunt away from him in that movie okay. so if you want to know what he originally conceived for that all the snow character it was this guy that reese ifans plays did he write the five-year engagement yeah that's oh, his movie amazing yeah it's not it's an okay movie it's oh, okay. too long it's not that good it's certainly no forgetting sarah marshall um but it's okay okay um and, and and so that's a good example that how that how that character and that actor and his sensibility comedically mm-hmm. uh, helped to facilitate that movie to be a little bit more straight mainstream in like a Judd Apatow kind of way. Yeah. Yes. I don't know that he's necessarily like a lapse per minute kind of guy. And this show is not a comedy. No. And that's what
1: I what I was kind of getting at was he's he's definitely got the the chops to play a, a sad guy. But. That's forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's a sad guy and funny things are happening around him. That's right. Yeah. But this one, it just kind of seemed like he's a sad guy and the, you kind of know that the answer that he's looking for isn't necessarily what he's going to get from the social experiment, but from the people that are involved in it. Right, And that, is there and that might be why i don't
0: give him my ass <laughs> his name is peter in the show yeah do you know what his name is in forgetting sarah marshall yeah it's also peter peter there's also a peter in the five-year engagement he's peter in the five-year and engagement. Uh, no there is oh, okay. a peter his name is tom in the five-year engagement but there is a peter in five-year okay. Engagement. okay and the character paul rudd plays in i love you man which jason siegel has a writing credit on is, is peter. peter and so he's obsessed with this name it's, it, really it is, is. The, it is his it is his name of a person who could be a regular guy I I noticed that Tom is one of those names also by the way I thought it was a coincidence that Peter was... how could it be a coincidence I've I've written a few little movies and plays uh-huh. and novels there's no way I like like there's a character in my last book named Mackenzie there's no way I could accidentally write another character named Mackenzie totally well that's it's a... not it's not a coincidence Shh. no 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 but
1: that's a little more um Mackenzie's mackenzie to peter is all right i wrote a gym too like tough. i even still i'm conscious of the names i've used sure sure but i guess Aaron I, sorkins used a I lot i guess i didn't know that he did this in like four different movies what i'm saying is i i knew that he did it in forgetting sarah marshall and that's when i learned his name was peter and this i was like that's, that's kind of
0: a strange maybe that wasn't his choice i thought why like it, it's it's a very it, he's gonna play the character and yeah. he's gonna be that character again he wrote the character he's gonna act as the character and he gets to decide what the character's name is. And he's going to choose Peter both times. Mm. And the first time, it was a really famous thing. Yeah. What? Yeah, what is the nod to? Nothing. He just likes being a Peter. Yeah. And he feels like Peter. Sometimes
1: people choose names symbolically. Sure. You know, like, actually, in that David Foster Wallace movie, uh, uh, book, there's a guy named Michael Pemulus. And Pemulus is an anagram for Impulse interesting so like he like very specifically chooses his name and people have very strange names in
0: that book too and they all mean something i'm very conscious of whether or not a person feels like they could be a real person like i need i need their name to sound like it's a real thing okay like right now i'm working on a thing that's like long form and it's distinctly set in dartmouth and i i Mm -hmm. really cannot have a person who doesn't sound like they live in dartmouth right and and by their name right you're not you're not naming them just like Harrington. No. Well, there could be a Harrington in Dartmouth. That
1: yeah, could happen.
0: Yeah. But like ethnically, I have to consider everything. Right. Cuz I know this town. Yeah. You run this town. That's that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> that's how I that's how I approach this town every day when I get up. This is my <laughs> town. My town. You open the window, start yelling at people. <laughs> Good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Tell cars <laughs> to slow down. <laughs>
1: I'm well, well,
0: in all seriousness, I wish I could tell cars yeah. to slow down in my <laughs> city because I'm that age, You're being irresponsible. Music by Atticus Ross in Dispatches from Nowhere. Notice that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, we should talk about Sally Field, who between this and do you remember last year the show Maniac, which nobody has like decided to uh, like attach any kind of uh, more to in terms of relevance. Did we do Maniac? Of course, it starred Emma Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Oh yeah, right. Nobody talks I, about. I watched Maniac. the whole series. Uh, we watched everything but the last episode. That's how frustrated we were with yeah. the show. Yeah, it wasn't great. That's another example of a show. But that Sally Field was in good. it. It's another yeah. like it's another weird sci-fi. What does it all mean? Show. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like this, and it's the same tone. Yeah, but I didn't appreciate it nearly as much. I like the I like the episode of Maniac where they like robbed the pet store. Is that yes. pet store? Yeah, that's that's probably the peak. I think that's the most memorable episode, but in general I don't know what that show was about. I didn't no. I didn't get it at all. No. And nobody talks about Maniac. No. And it was by a, a
1: dude who did True Detective Fukunaga.
0: It was on Fukunaga? Fukunaga. He's the uh He's No Time to Die. Here we are back. Right. Coronavirus, is get us all. <laughs> See you in November. Hey, Shou-shou. hey, do you give it your ass? Dispatches from nowhere.
1: I don't. I want. I feel a sense of like like respect.
0: I feel a sense I of sh- duty towards. But, Siegel. Yeah,
1: exactly that. I should do it. Um, I don't want to tell people to not watch it, but I I wasn't into it. So because I wasn't into it
0: enough to maybe watch another episode, I'm not going to give it my ass. I'm not either. And that that really makes me sad because mm. like I've been a Jason Siegel fan since I was in high school. Yeah. Um, and and for varying reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh and I never would have thought that he would have a show that he wrote and starred in that I would be like so apathetic towards. Mm. But I am. It's 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 a mistake. And 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 a lot of people listening to this podcast will be like, Oh, I didn't even know Jason Siegel had a new show. And that's because people feel pretty universally apathetic it, towards it.
1: It's not really trending in any sort of way no. right now. But you know what? We've seen uh, uh, sophomore comebacks. Sure. So if it
0: gets renewed,
1: has a crazy season out of nowhere. What about
0: Richard E. Grant, who is kind of in a good position right now? He got nominated for an Oscar last year Mm -hmm. for "Can You Ever Forgive Me?" He's a good guy who's in Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, and then he's weirdly in this in this show where he plays like I don't know um, Rod Serling and Andre Three Thousand. (laughs) <laughs> 3000 like come on that's right
1: I'm sorry Miss Jackson I am in this show he's a, uh, a cultural icon in his own right that's true but he's, have you ever seen the Key and Peele skit where there it's like outcast meeting for lunch no <laughs> <And> <laughs> big boys kind of just sitting there like eating his breakfast <laughs> uh uh Jordan No, it's Keegan-Michael Key comes in as Andre 3000. And he's like, hey, yeah, like got like a crazy like <laughs> outfit on. And he's just trying to the, the one guy's like, man, I'm just trying to eat my breakfast right now. And he's he's
0: being all kinds of crazy. Speaking of Jordan Peele, did you ever see us? No, not yet. I was just talking with my friend about us and about how how watchable it is. And he but you didn't watch it. No, of course it. He confirmed to me that it's so scary, which I really appreciate because yeah. I, I, I so find it frustrating when people want you to see a movie because it's good, right? But they don't
1: kind of give you the head and up they then.
0: know, and oh, no, and they know that I'm not great with scary movies. So they'll try and find a way to swing it. So it's not scary. So they'll be like, oh, but it's not that scary. It's really not that scary. It's pretty good. Right. And so that's what I got with get out. And it was sort of true. Like, that kind of stuck. Like, I watched that movie because socially it seemed like the right thing to do. And sure enough, it was one of my favorite movies of the decade. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's really not that scary. Right. Get out. But I just get the impression from us that it's a whole nother level of scary. And so I asked my friend and he's like, no, no, it's scary. And then we had a conversation about us and he freaking convinced me to want to watch it oh he still he told me it was scary and i still want to see us but it's like kind of haunting though well it's not gory that's my biggest fear he says oh if you're worried about like people getting their throat cut nothing nothing to worry about but it's scary right and now i'm like oh fuck oh that's almost yeah kind of worse i know well oh hey this is a good thing for you and i to talk about while we're together okay i saw no country for old men you did we, we talked did, about we, it. We talked about the start of it, uh, and we
1: talked about the end of it, too, yeah.
0: You and I texted about it, right. because we talked about it on the podcast, and then I watched it, because you were psyched, Yeah. and uh, this was one of the movies of the decade that I, I really lacked in. This was one of my, my dark spots. Yeah. God damn, was this a good movie. So, how happy are you that you watched it? I feel like a, like a, like a more astute... Purveyor of art in general, having yeah. seen this movie. It's one of those, you feel a sense of accomplishment after watching yes. it because you're yep. like, you know what? God damn. It. It's like after I that saw The Godfather. Good. It's like, okay, now I'm a person who's seen The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah do the same thing. I felt the same way after I watched um, uh, the other one that we always li- There will be blood. There will be blood. Weirdly, they're spiritual sisters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just because it all happened in the same year, which is a crazy year for movies. They're
0: both movies about Texas, yeah. right? And they happened in the same year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they got recorded in this, or they were filmed. Like in the same town, <laughs> at
0: the same time,
1: time. <laughs> they, were recorded they were logged at the same time.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but the uh, uh,
0: the the rewatchables on that was
1: also very cool. It I mean,
0: was like I I love watching a movie that's already been a rewatchables. Yeah. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by the Ringer Network. <laughs> yeah, we're just pumping the Ringer's tires right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. There's gonna be a huge controversy with the Ringer tomorrow. Spotify hates us. Too. Terrible. Um, it it was it was so tense maybe maybe at times more tense than uncut gems but just so much it's so artful it was such an artful movie you and i had an mm-hmm. interesting conversation about um the friggin writer of who wrote um no country Rollman man was Oh, it? Uh, cormac mccarthy cormac mccarthy who who wrote the road also yeah um, like two thousand six, I, I I read I read that book for uh, two thousand seven, I think wasn't it? Yeah, it was somewhere. I, on I read that book for university, thinking it was a classic, and it was a freaking new hot topic. It might have still been a hard copy uh, when I was reading that book. If, if you would have asked me last,
1: like two weeks ago, when the road came out, I would have said like nineteen seventy two yeah. or something. Yeah.
0: We had this whole conversation about how weird it is that it was like a newer book. It'd be like if I came to you and I was like, "Did you know Brave New World was written in 2015?" Yeah. It kind of made me want to want to read the other books that Cormac McCarthy has done or watch the other movies based on. But The Road his books. and No Country for Old Men were both written when Cormac McCarthy is like in his late 70s. He's like an old man. This is like a good lesson. He's in, a vulnerable population. This person. is a, a good lesson in it's never too late. You still might have your thing. And I know he yeah. was like a genius already, but like. He, you—it's not too late. You still might have your thing. Yeah, you can peak at any time. Do you think Will Smith's gonna get coronavirus? Uh, of, of the Smith family, who's most likely to get coronavirus? Of them big four, <laughs> which is Willow, Will and Willow, Jada Jada. Jada. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, so you, ridiculous! You know their names. <laughs> Those are their names. <laughs> Those are their As birth names. Saying their names, <laughs> Will and Willow, and James. Call Zeta. them by their names. <laughs> um. Well,
1: you know, it's it's probably got to be Willow because what? why? Well, that's my least. That's my bottom. That's my fourth. Well, because when she's whipping her hair back and forth, it's touching oh. so many different surfaces that might not have been sanitized, and the coronavirus can live on a surface for up to two to three days.
0: Colin, look if. If Coachella was happening, I would say Jaden Smith. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but it's not, so that that totally throws a wrench into everything. And so now I have to consider that just anybody could be going to the grocery store and, and contracting COVID nineteen. That's true. The grocery store stands to be the scariest place to to be. I have my hands I on my face have... as we talk. I'm talking. I'm touching my hands like uh, I'm, I'm constantly touching my face. I would stop that. I can't help it. Look, if you if you need to touch your face, touch your face. Like live your life. I'm glad
1: you're not giving the state of the union address, bud. It couldn't be any worse. <laughs> hey, that's my president.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Nope. No. I'm just joking. No, it's in not. No
1: way. Nope. Could that possibly? In forever? no way is it.
0: So you think Wills in the clear? Oh, he's Have you seen the guy? No. I haven't. I have. Oh, okay. He's fine oh all right
1: he's doing well do you think he's worried Ah, uh, he's not showing it
0: no is that suspicious yes
1: ah and that my friend is, is why you never trust will
0: smith that was a good podcast we killed it <laughs> i need some water <laughs>